Information presented on this program and by its guests is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussions and answers to questions do not involve the rendering of personalized investment advice, but are limited to the dissemination of general information and may not be suitable for members of the listening audience. A professional advisor, attorney, or tax professional should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Are you retired or getting close? Welcome to Retirement Lifestyles with Patrick McNally, where it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedom you need to live your dream retirement. Are there challenges on the way? You bet. Inflation, the economy, and the ups and downs of today's markets will try to rob you of your dreams. But take heart and take notes, because what you're about to learn will put you on the winning side of life for the rest of your life. Now, here's the host of Retirement Lifestyles, Patrick McNally. Hello, everybody. Patrick McNally here, your favorite financial advisor, welcoming you to the Retirement Lifestyle Show. This is where it's all about having the health, the wealth, and the freedom to live your dream retirement. Now, if you are already retired, you're getting close, and you've been putting money away, you've been saving, sacrificing into those retirement plans at work, like an IRA or a 401k, this is the show for you because I'm here to talk about your money. I'm here to talk to you about the six key core areas of financial planning. I'm talking about tax planning, estate planning, risk management, retirement planning, cash management, and investment concepts. And what I do each and every month is I rotate these topics. And by the time you're done listening to all of them, oh goodness, you're going to be able to build a retirement plan that's going to be amazing. One of the most important things that you're going to learn also is how to create an income stream in retirement that's safe, predictable, and can increase every year no matter what that market does. And that's going to give you peace of mind in retirement because like I always say, it's all about the income in retirement. And what better kind of income is there than tax-free income? How about that? I want to teach you how to achieve tax freedom in retirement. Now, the problem is Uncle Sam changes the rules all the time. So you got to be updated. You got to know what's going on so that you can control that to the best that you can. Learning how to control future taxation is key because most people would agree that taxes really only have one way to go. And that's right, up. That's where I think it's going to go. So we want to teach you how to do that. I'm the owner of Retirement Lifestyles Advisors. What we are is an independent registered investment advisory firm, and we specialize in retirement income strategies for people who are currently retired or getting close. And I've been doing this for over 22 years now. I've been helping people just like you put a plan together so that they can achieve that retirement dream that they've always wanted. And like I said, have the peace of mind to carry it out. What I found is this though, most people, they actually worry in retirement. And that's that's very normal. That's the number one thing I wanna tell you about right now. It's very normal to, to feel a little anxiety, to feel some concern, because you know everything going on, like healthcare costs rising, inflation, fears of recession, the market feeling like a roller coaster. If you're feeling that way, again, it's normal, you're not alone, but I wanna say this, that you can control those fears, and the best way to do it is with 
planning. So I'm going to help you build that plan, help guide you through this giant maze that I call retirement. But you also need to remember too that you might need to tune up that plan at least once a year. You don't want to just do it one time, then leave it alone. You want to make sure that your planning matches your current and your long-term goals. Now we are in the middle of April 2023 and the topic of this month is retirement planning, and it's going over those steps that you need to take to be prepared for the big day. And one question I get all the time is, after I retire, what do I do with my retirement plan savings at work? So today I'm going to be talking about how to roll over your 401k without losing half of it to the IRS. And then I'm going to head into our mailbag segment along with our IRA frequently asked questions and finally going to wrap up the show with action items. Also, I got a brand new report called the 10-step program for retirement success. If you'd like a free copy, simply visit patrickmcnally.com. That's patrickmcnally.com. While you're there, schedule a free phone call with me. I'll answer any questions that you got. All right, guys, let's get this show going. Time to refill that coffee. Go grab your pen and notepad, and I'll be back in one minute. Don't touch that dial. Patrick will be right back. Hey guys, pardon the quick interruption. I'll get back to the show in just a minute. But I want to give you the opportunity to get a free copy of my book, Retirement Planning 101, a simple guide to navigating retirement. It's eight chapters packed with tips and strategies on how to prepare for an awesome retirement. I go through investments, estate planning, social security, and more. Simply visit patrickmcnally.com and request a copy. That website again is patrickmcnally.com. Throughout the book, I'm going to explain the importance of planning ahead and focusing on income strategies that are going to set you up for success and lead you to a retirement lifestyle of abundance. I'll also be teaching you about the Retirement Lifestyles Income Plan, my custom financial planning process and investment strategy with the objective of providing inflation-adjusted income for life. This book is packed with all kinds of strategies, and you can get your free copy right now at patrickmcnally.com. Welcome back to Retirement Lifestyles. Okay, guys, welcome back to the show. If you are just joining me, you missed that first part, well, welcome to Retirement Lifestyles. I'm your host, Patrick McNally. Today, we're talking about your 401k. We're specifically talking about how to roll over your 401k without giving up 50% of it to the IRS. You don't want to make any mistakes doing this. And you've got choices, Definitely a number of choices that you can be doing when it comes to your retirement accounts. But this is all part of this month's retirement planning piece where we're talking about making sure you're prepared for that big day and that you know what choices you have, what options you have that are available to you so that you can plan ahead and make sure that you're going to do it in uh, the most tax-advantageous way possible. Um, again, if I didn't mention before, We'll be walking through some of this, and if something like maybe you need clarification on, or maybe you're right in the middle of doing this right now, and you're like, hey, I want to make sure that I'm filling this paperwork out right, um, feel free to schedule a phone call with me. Go to patrickmcnally.com. Find one of the uh, the buttons down in the bottom right side of the, the website, and um, you can easily schedule a day and a time that works for you. I'll give you a call, 
and um, and kind of coach you up and walk you through some of that paperwork. Because quite honestly, a lot of companies, depending on where your 401k, who it's with, um, some of these companies, they make it so complicated even to do this. They'll give you a packet with 30 pages of stuff. And next thing you know, you're trying to work your way through this. And it's like, it's like reading stereo instructions and... You're like, did I even fill out the right section? You know, it has 25 sections, and you only actually need to fill out one or two. And so it can be a pain. But we've done this for years and help people, um, you know, maximize their planning with the way that they roll over their funds. And so there's really, it's called distribution planning from your employer. You know, what are the next steps that you need to take to get that money away from your old company? Because if you're no longer working there, then your retirement savings shouldn't be there. Now, if you're still out there maybe listening to the show and you're like, yeah, I'm not really retiring yet, but you know what? I've got two or three or I've seen people with five different 401ks from five different companies. And what happened was they just started a new 401k, you know, based on the the employer that they went to next, but they failed to roll over their current 401k. And so now you're kind of stuck getting like five different statements from five different companies and you know, it can be a nightmare of headaches. So what you want to do in that case is learn how to consolidate those 401ks. And so I guess kind of jumping ahead, I could say that is one of, you know, five main choices of what you can do with your your 401k. If you're still working and you're looking at maybe either going to a different company or like I said, if you've got multiple 401ks out there, you need to check in to see if you can move those old ones to your current employer. And that's just going to make your life 10 times easier, you know, if you can do that. Um, if you can roll that over, you know, add it to the current account, especially if you, you know, you take a look at the investment options inside of your current 401k, if you're happy with those, well, maybe that's a good place to park the other 401ks. Um, if not, the, you know, the next best thing to do is open up your own IRA, but I don't want to jump ahead too much. What I'm going to do is kind of work my way through some of the three main distribution methods. And one of them you don't hear too much anymore. Um, a lot of companies don't even offer them as a choice, but it's it's taking your 401k as an annuity benefit. Now, an annuity, based on what you read or <laughs> what you hear, um, could be a good word or it could be a bad word. And for the simplicity's sake... The definition of an annuity is a guaranteed series of income payments. Now, those income payments could be for a certain amount of time. They could be for your entire life. They could be for a joint life if you're married. You could set it up so that the annuity pays payments while the the two of you are alive, but maybe you pass away first, and those payments continue to go to your surviving spouse. And that's what annuities are designed to do. They're designed to be an income stream that you can't outlive. So that's kind of the pro. Um, now, this is annuities at a high level. That's kind of the, the, there's pros and cons. That's kind of the pro is that, you know, you can live, you know, well beyond, you know, the, the age at which that annuity may have run out. And they're still, the company is still on the, uh, the hook for making those payments to you. What are the cons? Well, one of the big cons is that most of those pension annuity type of payments they don't increase each year, so they, they're not indexed for inflation. And when you figure that you're going to be in retirement for probably, you know, 20, 25, 30 years, 
Well, inflation is going to play a really, really big part into you know your income. So you want to make sure that you have something that's going to keep pace with that. So if you do consider, if you do even have that as an option for your 401k, you may want to consider not putting all of it into that option. Now, the next um, way that you can um, access your money is by taking what's called a lump sum distribution. And basically, in a, in a nutshell, you can basically take all that money outright in one lump sum. And when you do that, you will receive the entire balance of your retirement account in one payment. And then after you pay all the taxes that you're going to owe on that, um, you can obviously spend that money any any way that you want. But you got to realize that in a in a traditional four in a four hundred one k, not a Roth, but a four hundred one k, that money has never been taxed. So you got to remember that it's not all yours. You know, most people seem to forget that you got a silent partner when it comes to your retirement account. You own about seventy percent of that account. The other 30% belongs to Uncle Sam. And one of these days, he wants to get his share. And if you take a lump sum distribution, remember that 100% of that check goes on to your tax return the following year. So let's say, for example, and I've seen this. It's, it's not really an example. It was a true, real-life situation a long time ago. This couple came in to see me, and, and they were real you know, excited and, and had kind of you know, he had just retired and, and, you know, we kind of get through some of the small talk and, and he says to me, you know, we're just, we're just super excited. We were able to pay off our house. And I went, wow, you know, congratulations. That's a huge deal. You know, good for you. That's amazing. And he goes, yep, yep. I cashed in my 401k and I paid off my house. And, and honestly, I'm telling you, honestly, I literally heard like, like a pin drop, like a, like a record scratching in the background, like, Arr! And then kind of quiet. And I went, um, so you used your entire 401k, you cashed it in, and then paid off your house? Yep, yep. That's what we did. Now we got no debt. We're able to pay everything off. And I kind of, you know, grinded my teeth a little bit and I said, Did you happen to hold out the taxes that you're going to owe next April when you did that? And it's almost like all the air got sucked out of the room. Um, it was brutal. His wife just kind of looked at him, and he, you could kind of see the blood rush out of his face. He kind of turned white, like that panic. And it was like, no, uh, we did not do that. So, guys, you gotta you gotta imagine this, and, and kind of crazy to think about. But they basically cashed in almost five hundred thousand dollars his entire 401k to pay off the balance of their mortgage. And they didn't withhold any of the taxes out of that thing. And so they got a tax bill the following year for about $100,000. It was a little more than that. And, um, you know, at, they didn't come on board with us. There was nothing we could quite do for them at that point. But I don't know how they were able to pay that tax bill, but that's what happened. So a lot of times it sounds really good, and oftentimes people forget that you don't own that account all by yourself. You've got a partner, and your partner wants their share. And so taking a lump sum distribution is, is in my opinion, one of the worst ways to access that money. 
Now, obviously, there's times when people have to get their hands on it, and that's life. You know, life happens. But in the regular day-in, day-out, 99.9% of the time planning, a lump sum distribution does not make any sense. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't take a lump, uh, a distribution of part of it. You don't have to roll over all of it. Let's say you got half a million dollars, and you're like, you know what? I do want to pay off uh, $20,000 of my mortgage. Well, you can you can take out 20000 as a lump sum and then roll over the rest. So that's what we want to look at next. Like, what does that look like when you... You want to roll over those accounts because when you've got money in a 401k at your job, again, you've got five different ways that you can, you know, five different options. Let me just walk through all five again. Number one, again, we just mentioned you can take a, a cash distribution. Don't do it. Uh, number two, you can do an annuity payment if it's even offered in your plan. Uh, number three, you can move that 401k to a new employer if you're still working. Um, I want to I'll obviously mention that. Um, for the sake of this talk today, we're assuming that you are retiring, and so that's what we're, gonna, what we're really going to focus on. But the fourth option is that you could potentially leave your 401k at your former employer. Most of them don't like that. Um, you know, you want to check with your plan, check with your administrator, you know, of your former employer before you do that to see if it's even allowed. Because sometimes under certain amounts of money, the employer is allowed to just send you a check. If you don't make a decision, if you've been, you know, retired from, you know, you've been gone from your company for X amount of months, you may just wind up with a check in the mail. And so you you want that to be because it's a decision you make, not because of your employer. So you definitely want to check with them to see if that's even an option. But I have a problem with that option. Because again, it kind of goes back to if you're not at your last job, you don't want your life savings to be there. Number one, you're not making any more contributions to the plan. Uh, you're not putting any more money in it. So there's no re real reason to have it there. Number two, they're not going to give you a company match because you no longer work for the company. So why do you want to leave it there? And for most people, here's my third reason not to leave it there is your lack of investment choices. So that really leads us to number five, um, which obviously, in my opinion, I believe is the best option for you and the, the option that's going to give you the most flexibility in how to manage your own money. At the end of the day, this is your money. You worked hard for this. You sacrificed. You saved. Now you want to be able to be in control over it to be able to do the things that you want to do. And so each option I've kind of walked through you don't really have a whole lot of control. Or once you do it, you you give up control. I guess that's a better way to put it. But option number five is to roll your 401k into your own IRA at a trusted custodian. It's the cleanest way to do it. It's the it's the 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 way with the most options available to you, the most flexibility, and the most the most amount of choices of investments once you do it and the easiest way to do it. So I'm going to give you an example. So you got a 401k at your company. I'm going to give you three easy steps on how to roll it to your own IRA. Number one, open an IRA account at a reputable custodian. And when I say a custodian, I'm talking about like a TD Ameritrade, a Charles Schwab, a Fidelity, uh, a big company that that's what they do. They custody funds and they give you access to the world of investments, okay? So number two, number one, open the account, open an IRA 
and get the account ready to be able to receive the funds from your 401k. Number two, do what's called a direct transfer of the assets from your 401k to your IRA. What does that mean? Because you've, what you've heard of probably is what's called a rollover. Well, words matter. I know you've heard that phrase before. Words matter. So when you're, when you're doing these things, it, it can be a little bit different. And a rollover, or what's really called an indirect rollover, is when the retirement plan proceeds are actually payable to you. So essentially, you took a lump sum distribution, and you have 60 days to put that money into your IRA. So that may sound kind of good. You're like, well, yeah, okay, so just send me the check. I'll be in control over it, and then I'll walk it down the street to my custodian, and and I'll put it on deposit. Yeah, well, here's what typically happens when you do that, though, and this is where it comes back to bite people. If you do a 60-day indirect rollover and you tell your company to send you the check, meaning the check is made out to your name, they're going to withhold 20% of the check for federal taxes. They're going to whip out 20% and they're going to send it to the government. And guess what? You don't get it back till next April. So I want you to walk through this with me right now, okay? You've got a lump sum of money. They send it to you minus 20%. And let's say it's July. You've got 60 days to get the full amount of the account put into an IRA. But, but wait a minute. 20, 20% of it got sent to the IRS. And you don't get that till next April. That's right. That means you got to come up with 20% from somewhere else, from out of your savings at the bank or wherever that most people do not have. Because if you don't put the full amount inside of that IRA, you're going to owe the taxes on it. And if you're under the age of 59 and a half, you're going to owe a penalty on top of that of 10%. Indirect rollovers are one of the worst ways to do it, guys. You want to do what's called, write this down, a trustee-to-trustee transfer. Now, that doesn't mean that your company may not still send you a check. That could still potentially happen. But you want to make the check out to the custodian. I'm just going to pick one. Let's call it Charles Schwab. Let's say that's, let's pretend that's where you opened up your IRA. That's where you're going to move your money to. So you tell your employer, I want you to make the check out to Charles Schwab for benefit of, and then put in your name. Charles Schwab for benefit of Patrick McNally. Now don't do that. Otherwise the money's going to come to me. Ha, don't do that. Insert your name. And that's what's going to tell the IRS that it's a trustee-to-trustee transfer, and they're not going to withhold 20%. 100% of your 401k will now transfer to the company. Now, they may send you the check, but what you do then is you make a copy of that check for your records. You do not endorse it. It's not made out to you. Remember, it's made out to the company, so you don't need to endorse the check. You make a copy of it for your records, and then you FedEx that thing to the custodian, and you track it. Okay, that can be it can be a little nerve wracking when people do this. Oftentimes when we have to do this, depending on the company, because some of these companies still cut checks, believe it or not, instead of just wiring the funds. But our clients will walk a check into us and this one sheet of paper represents 40 years of their life savings. Oh, I mean, it's nerve wracking for people. They hand us these checks we make a copy of it, and then we, we take it down to FedEx, and we track it every second of where it goes. 
And so you make sure that gets to the custodian. The custodian deposits the check into your IRA. And voila, step three, you get to choose now from the world of investments of how you want to manage your life savings. So those are all the different ways, you guys, that you can you can be using your money when it comes from a 401k. But if you, like most people, I, I kind of become assumptive like this because everybody comes to see me. We talk about these things, and it's kind of a light bulb goes off. They're like, uh, yeah, I want the most flexibility possible. Why would I want to dump it into an annuity where once you do it, you can't get it out? Maybe I didn't. I don't know if I even mentioned that before. So, so, so think back, you know, 15 minutes ago when I, I first mentioned taking, you know, annuity payments. While it may seem really, really, uh, it may sound really good to get income payments for life. And don't get me wrong, it is good. Pensions are great. In fact, we use annuities for a lot of our clients for a portion of their savings, but never all of it. Because the pension locks you up. It doesn't account for inflation. It's very restrictive. And what if an emergency happens? What if you put your entire life savings into something that you can't get out now and an emergency comes up? Where are you going to get the extra money from? So that's why I just don't think that's the best option for all your money. Maybe for some of it. But uh, lump sum distribution, again, we talked about that. Just don't do it. You're going to owe all kinds of taxes and it's just going to be a nightmare. So when you're looking at that paperwork, you want to look for the the direct transfer or direct rollover um, of your account. And on the paperwork, it should allow you to list who the new custodian is, what your new account number is going to be, and how they should write the check out. So that paperwork can be really, really confusing a lot of times. And in fact, they may just give you options like they're like, choose one. And they list all four and you're like, uh, lump sum, you know, a new. And so once you choose that, like it's in stone, it's pretty much in writing. That's the one you're going to choose. So you want to make sure that you do it right. And we're here to help you do that. If you got questions, um, I want you to visit patrickmcnally.com. I want you to schedule a phone call with me. And also be looking on the website. Um, each week as we go through these shows, I'm putting new reports and checklists up there to help you with that. I do have a 401k rollover checklist um, that I'll try to get up there ASAP, and you can download that for free. But again, if you got questions about your paperwork, if you're looking at doing that, you know, maybe in the next 6 or 12 months or so, make sure you want to do it right. We'd be happy to help you fill out that paperwork and make sure that you don't owe any unnecessary taxes okay so when i come back we're gonna take a quick break but when i come back we're gonna be getting into our mailbag and the ira faqs don't go anywhere back in just a minute you're listening to retirement lifestyles with patrick mcnally You've heard me say it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedoms you need to live your dream retirement. When it comes to the health side, I want to tell you about my family's personal chiropractor, Dr. Todd Royce, owner of Chiropractic First. Not only does he adjust us and get us back to our active lives, he teaches us about ongoing nutrition and living healthier. If you have any pain or stiffness in your back or neck, I want you to call Chiropractic First today at 243-0889. Mention Patrick for a free consultation. You don't need to live with pain or discomfort anymore. Call Dr. Todd at 243-0889 or visit online at chirofirst.net. 
Did you know that when I'm not here doing the show, I run Retirement Lifestyles Advisors, an independent registered investment advisory firm specializing in retirement income planning and managing investments for people who are currently retired or are getting close. I've been in financial services for over 22 years now and hosted this show for over 10. With a little bit of good planning, you can have peace of mind and a great retirement, and I'd love to help. If you would like to get more information or to learn about how you can work with us, visit patrickmcnally.com. That's patrickmcnally.com. Are you worried about the current U.S. economy, inflation, the pandemic? Then it's time to schedule a free retirement checkup call with Patrick. The world is changing every day, and your life savings is too important to be at risk. If you want to feel confident and secure in retirement, then simply visit talktopatrick.com and reserve a free checkup call on his calendar. Remember the website, talktopatrick.com. Don't wait. This is too important. Talktopatrick.com. The number one cause of bankruptcy in retirement is healthcare-related costs. So fitness needs to be a part of your financial planning. Check out my gym, Strong City Strength and Conditioning, right down on Victor Avenue. They have a new group class called Longevity on Tuesdays and Thursdays designed for people age 55 and better. If you want to have fun and get fit, then visit StrongCitySTRENGTHANDCONDITIONING.COM. That's StrongCitySTRENGTHANDCONDITIONING.COM. Mention the show and get your first week for free. Welcome back to Retirement Lifestyles. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us, my name is Patrick McNally, and I'm your favorite financial advisor here on the Retirement Lifestyles show. Thank you for joining me. And uh, we're heading into our mailbag segment and our IRA FAQ segment. And uh, before I do, though, I want to see if you've had a chance to go get your free copy of my book, Retirement Planning 101. Now, I think we've probably ran an ad during some of the breaks or whatnot, but if you um, haven't done that yet, I want you to visit patrickmcnally.com when you get a chance, patrickmcnally.com. And uh, you'll see a bunch of stuff on there. Like I said uh, in the previous segment, each week I go through here, I keep finding like different checklists and reports that I want to be putting up onto the website. And as a listener of the show, those reports, all those stuff's free to you guys. But also a copy of my book. Um, it basically lists out everything I've been talking about on this show for almost 12 years now uh, and been been helping people with retirement planning for 22 so been in this business for a while and seen a lot of stuff. And I can tell you one thing, that when it comes to retirement income planning, which is what we specialize in, um, a lot of the questions end up being the same. People feel, you know, are asking the same questions. And, you know, so we've, we've just been able to kind of capsulate, you know, even in the book, planning and different things. Um, and be able to answer a lot of the questions that most people are thinking out there. And if you're feeling some anxiety, you're feeling you know a little bit of fear, concern about retiring, it's totally normal. I want you to know that it's totally normal to feel that way. Everyone does. No matter if you got twenty million dollars, you know, or you know, or below, you know, people still feel a little bit of concern when it goes into retirement. So that's why I do the show, and that's why I help out. So get you a copy of that book. 
And while you're there, you can always schedule a phone call with me if you got questions. But let's get into the old mailbag. Now, if you don't know, my mailbag segment is where I take questions from you, the listening audience. I also get a lot of my information from Facebook groups, retirement groups that I've been a part of for years, you know, or just kind of out and about when I talk to people. And they make interesting comments or ask a question that sometimes maybe I haven't talked about for a while on the show. And so I gather some good stuff. Now, this first one is about health. Um, if you didn't um, if you didn't hear the show last week, I did a pretty big segment on health and even did an interview with the owner of my gym and um, talking about a special class that he does specifically for the retiree. Uh, segment called longevity and they go over diet they go over fitness and all kinds of stuff but it kind of stood out to me because I'm kind of on this journey myself with diet trying to figure it out and I've, I feel like I've tried everything and then next thing I know something new pops up so I'm going to preface it with this because I'd actually love to hear from you guys um, I would love to hear kind of what I guess let me just ask the question make the statement and then I'm going to ask you for your input so here's what, I got this off of Facebook. It says, what's one of your favorite power foods to help preserve your health on this latter journey? Mine are almonds and unsweetened chocolate almond milk. Great calcium supplement and heart healthy. It just kind of stood out to me, so that's why I wanted to talk about it. Um, because I'm a big believer that health is a huge deal, especially in retirement. You keep your health, you're going to keep more of that wealth. And so I thought it was really interesting um, asking this question about like, what are some of those power foods out there to help you remain healthy, feel healthy, you know, get you through the day and something that you can turn to that you really enjoy. And so what I'd like you to do, if, if you can, is email me some of your diet tips, some of your diet strategies. What are you doing out there? What are some of your healthy foods? And then maybe in the next week or two, I can read them, have a little bit of fun with it on the air. So email that to Patrick at RLAplan.com. So let's walk through because I put a couple of different comments. I got this off of Facebook, like I said, and a couple of different comments from people on there to, to answer that question. What are some of their favorite foods? And this one really stood out to me because it's one that I've been thinking about trying, but I'm a little nervous to do it. And it's a full-blown plant-based diet. So that's what this person says. Plant-based. I've been on a plant-based gluten-free diet for over two years due to kidney disease and rheumatoid arthritis. The health benefits of the way I eat are amazing. I've lost weight without having to count calories. My rheumatologist says my rheumatoid arthritis is in remission. That is amazing. Um, my cardiologist released me because my heart is too healthy to continue seeing him. My kidney function is stable. I feel better at 69 than I have most of my life. Guys, that's amazing. And I love to hear that. And I'll be honest, I've been hearing, I've actually watched a couple of, uh, documentaries on, on Netflix about a plant-based diet. A uh, friend of mine was a plant-based, was a vegan for a long, long time, and then kind of added meat back into the diet. I've been a meat eater my whole life. I'm a carnivore. I love me a good steak, and I don't think I'll ever give that up. But if I could tilt the percentage to a higher, more plant-based diet, I, I don't know. I think it might be a pretty good thing to try. I mean, you can go to Barnes & Noble and probably find 10,000 books on the subject. 
but it was very interesting to see some of the documentaries. Like even one documentary had Arnold Schwarzenegger in it talking about how if he had to do it over again, I don't know how true this is, but if he had to do it over again, he would do a plant-based diet instead of the the meat-based diet that he and those guys back in the 70s and the 80s were all doing to get all bulked up. Now, I don't know. I kind of take that with a grain of salt from Schwarzenegger because he was also doing a whole bunch of steroids and stuff. And, you know, there's this whole segment of the bodybuilding community that's called, like, I think it's called natural bodybuilding. And they don't, you know, they don't do steroids. They're tested all the time to, you know, they're the purists, if you will. And it's like night and day difference. I mean, don't get me wrong. Those guys are, they're shredded. They're strong. They're huge. But when you compare them to, like, the Schwarzenegger guys, the, the bodybuilders like that, it, it's like all those guys are, are taking steroids. So, I don't know. He says he's a plant-based guy, but, you know, we'll see what, uh, anyway. So that was, a, that was a pretty cool documentary, so it's got me thinking I might want to try it. A couple of other comments here. One guy, and this is great. So I'm talking plant-based and all this good-for-you stuff. And then one one comment right in the middle says, a Western omelet smothered in sausage gravy. <laughs> I'm like, there's always got to be one guy, right? The, the one guy. Actually, I'm usually the one guy that makes the joke. But, you know, I thought that was classic. And it actually reminds me of my dad. My dad would be the guy that actually says that. You know, Western omelet smothered in sausage gravy. That's amazing. Okay, another one here, fresh blueberries over low-fat cottage cheese. I eat it almost daily and haven't been sick in well over a year. I've heard that about about, about blueberries, antioxidants, that kind of stuff. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm, I am not a dietitian. I am not a pro at any of this stuff. But I'm always trying to find something new, something to try. And in uh, adding stuff, and berries, I've heard, are just a really, really good source of like antioxidants and stuff like that and hey maybe if you add more berries and stuff you you don't get sick apparently leafy greens that was the next one here i guess that kind of goes back to the plant-based thing i think that's the core obviously of plant-based is eating a lot of greens and um you know the pros out there just say you can't get enough of those things broccoli um she said broccoli steamed stir-fried roasted with olive oil and garlic and even a broccoli salad. She likes broccoli. I'm a broccoli fan. Um, I used to say I was a broccoli fan, but only if you poured nacho cheese over it. I don't think that actually counts in this discussion, though. <laughs> because um, I don't think nacho cheese is really uh, part of the plant-based thing. But, you know, steamed broccoli, stir-fried, yeah, I, I can see that. I'm a, I'm a broccoli fan. And there's this new thing, I don't think it's new, but... I saw a new restaurant in my town anyway that serves something called an acai bowl. I think I'm saying that right. A-C-A-I bowl. I haven't tried it yet, but this person did. She says, acai bowl, love them. I also do a morning smoothie with kale, almond milk, yogurt, natural honey, blueberries, strawberries, bananas, and chia seeds. Interesting. So... There you go. I think, um, again, it just kind of goes back to that that health thing. And I don't think there's one particular diet that's a one-size-fits-all. I think you kind of figure out 
what really works for you. I think there's kind of some foundational things that, that everybody can be doing. But at the end of the day, now, like, I'm not worried about gluten. I don't have a gluten allergy. I don't, you know, I don't really feel... I mean, bread just kind of bloat me a little bit, but, you know, it's because bread is such a huge part of all our diets. It's like, hey, you want to go get a Subway sandwich? Yeah, let's go eat a loaf of bread. Literally, a loaf of bread. It's like, I don't know why I just kind of woke up to that a couple years ago. I was talking to my wife about it. We were at, like, some sub shop or something, and I'm like, I just ate a loaf of bread. I literally just put down an entire loaf of bread. So kind of had an epiphany. So trying to cut down on bread. But... I don't have a you know a gluten diet dietary restriction or something like that, but some people do. So it's just kind of figuring out those things to you know to make us feel better. Okay, guys, I'll get off my uh, my health food kick there. But again, hey, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear some tips from you if you you know have tried something because I'm all about trying something new. If you've tried something and it's benefited you, I mean, like like when that lady said, uh, I mean, lost weight without counting calories rheumatologist said it's in remission, cardio. I mean, I love to hear that stuff. And see, I wanted to start doing this at my age so that I'm not having to play catch up later on once I get to retirement age. Okay, anyway, let's get on to this next one. So this one says, uh, let's see if I'm the only one who's had these thoughts. As I draw closer to retirement, I find myself reflecting more and more on my career choices, opportunities taken, opportunities skipped, opportunities completely missed. With every decision I made for family, better income, job, mobility, location, I never lost sight of what it meant to my personal sanity. That is to say, I never took a position that I was afraid I wouldn't actually enjoy doing, that owned me or made demands that jeopardized my personal life. Nothing worse than having to get up in the morning and head off to a job you detest. I did have two of those and left as fast as I could. I've always been compensated well, but I certainly could have made a lot more had I aspired to do so. At what risk? I'll never know. At the end of the day, parentheses career, parentheses, I have no regrets. If I preach to my kids about anything, it's to never let your job take over your life. Man, it's been a quick 36 years. I can feel that. Um... I don't think it was this show. I don't. Th- I think maybe it was the last week or the week before. I kind of made a little joke like, man, time is flying, and I'm feeling it. I got a, you know, my kids are both in high school. I got one that's graduating this year. It's wild to me. She's going off to college, for crying out loud. I'm like, I blinked. I mean, it was like yesterday. I was dropping you off to elementary school, driving you to school, and nope, she's going off to, she's leaving the nest and flapping her wings. So I can only imagine this too. You know, you're working for a company, 25, 30, 36 years in the blink of an eye, it's like, whoa, we're at retirement, you know? And so, personally, I think that most people have had these thoughts. People I've talked to, you know, have come into my office to see me and we talk about, you know, these different things, talk about what they did for a living and, you know, how quickly it went. I think it's very normal to have these kinds of thoughts, like different opportunities. What, you know, what if I took this different road? Where would it have... Um, where would it have taken me, you know, if I had moved to this city or moved to this job, you know, at the end of the day, you can, I mean, it can go in 5,000 different directions, but here's a couple of comments that came from this. And one of them said, many times I've wondered what could have been, what could I have achieved in position and income 
if I had taken more risks, agreed to move wherever the company wanted me to go, change companies, pursue different job roles, but I opted to only let the career own me so much. I put in the hours and the travel, but I made choices that put the home life first. Kept in mind, more money does not mean more happiness. So I stayed on the safe road. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I mean, that's a that's a great way to look at it. It's like, I think early on, um, this person kind of just decided early on that, no, you know what, I'm going to put the family first. I'm going to, you know, do the job, but the job doesn't rule me. And I think that's a really, uh, that's a healthy way to, to look at your career choices right there. Um, and he's right. More money does not mean more happiness. Um, I've seen enough of that. I've seen some extremely wealthy people come to see me, and a lot of people think, man, with all that money, you just got to be just like pouring on the happiness everywhere you go. You're not worried about nothing. Uh, honestly, they're worried probably more than most people without that much money. So it's very true. More money does not mean more happiness. Next comment, I've always tried to stay in the mindset that my job is what I do so I can sustain the really important things in my life. But I was fortunate to have that job for 38 years, to have made friends while helping to support my family. I think that's really good. I mean, a lot of people, you know, they tell me that they love their job, they love their coworkers, and they've just had that great experience. And just as many people have told me, that they couldn't stand the job that they did. And sometimes I'm a, little, I'm a little apprehensive, but oftentimes I will ask, why did you stay at that job for so long? And you know, I've never really gotten a, like a real straight answer, but a lot of times it usually just boils down to, you know, I just, I had to pay my bills. I had to make the choice that I just got to suck it up and deal with it and pay my bills. So... Man, more power to some of these people who can just make that decision to be like, no, I'm not going to let my job do that to me. In fact, I'll take either less pay or, you know, if I have to move to a different place, I'll do that. And um, yeah, so it's kind of interesting. What a great, uh, great comments there. I'm going to segue into IRA FAQs. This is kind of a segment that I like to do that are specifically directed towards a lot of questions that we get around IRAs. And this question comes out and says, my wife and I have each inherited IRAs as well as our own. Okay, so let me read that again. My wife and I each have inherited IRAs as well as they have their own. Okay, and I'll be 73 next year. She is a few years behind. The RMD rules on our inherited IRAs are complicated, but I paid attention and I think I have a good handle on ours. But there are too many accounts. My IRA, her IRA, my Roth, her Roth, my inherited IRA, her inherited IRA, her inherited Roth. Man, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven accounts. All have different rules and must be kept separate. But I'd like to use RMDs to eliminate the small accounts and simplify things. My question is, when I calculate the RMD on my IRA, do I include the value of my inherited IRA in the calculation? Does taking an RMD from an inherited IRA count toward my RMD for a given year. Okay, One inherited IRA is fairly small, and I'd like to take it all to help satisfy my RMD next year and eliminate that account. All right. This gets kind of tricky because the rules on 
like commingling or aggregating required distributions can be really, really tricky. What you can do is you can aggregate RMDs for your own IRAs and take the total from one account. So if you got two IRAs, you can add up what the RMD is and then you can decide which account you want to take it from or you can split it up. However, you cannot aggregate RMDs from your own IRAs with any from inherited IRAs. Unfortunately, you're not going to be able to take the RMD from your own IRA from the smaller inherited account to satisfy it. So you got to keep it separate. And the IRS does that because they want to know where that money's coming from. They have specific rules. And like I said before, it can be really, really tricky. And it's, you know, it's like when it comes down to it, IRAs can be some of the, uh, the most complicated types of investments. They can be the simplest to do stuff with you know, from a, from a tax standpoint, because on the, on the other end of the spectrum, non-IRAs, the, the, main, the main worry there is if you do anything different, like invest different, you're looking at maybe being taxed. You're looking at capital gain stuff. But when it comes to IRAs, they want to keep those separate because they want to remember where that money came from, how you got the money. Was it yours? Was it inherited? Because then it's going to be taxed in a different way. So you can't commingle that money um, even though it seems like, well, why not? I mean, it's all just kind of going to one pot anyway. That makes sense in our head, but eh, the IRA does not. The IRS does not make it easy for your IRAs. If you got questions about that, I want to talk to you. I want you to visit patrickmcnally.com, and I want you to click on the button. It's floating around the right-hand bottom part of the website. This says schedule a call. Schedule a free 30-minute phone call with me. I'd love to talk to you, answer any questions you got about IRAs, how to roll them over, how to do all that good stuff, and, um, and even quell any concerns about coming up retirement if you got worries about that. I'd love to talk to you. So when I come back, I'm going to be heading into my, uh, my wrap-up segment, and uh, we'll be back in just a minute, so don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. Patrick will be right back. Hey guys, Dr. Todd Royce from Chiropractic First in downtown Reading. It blows my mind how many people live in pain, but they don't have to. How many people put up with headaches and back pain and can't play golf or pick up their kids or grandkids? We often have permanent solutions to pain where people didn't think it was even possible. Come check us out at our downtown Reading office or call our office at 243-0889 or visit us on the web at chirofirstreading.com. Welcome back to Retirement Lifestyles. Okay, guys, we made it. We are in the wrap-up segment um, of the show. I'm going to give you some action items. I'm going to give you three main things you can be doing right now that you can implement right away, get you in a better position. There's, I'm going to summarize the show and uh, pull out a quick nugget from each of those um, segments that I think that you could be, uh, you know, if you're taking notes, pop these down, and I think you can implement them right away. But I wanted to do a quick review, kind of a summary. I, I, I got a little off track of my notes and stuff, and I didn't really list out at the beginning. I think I waited a little bit, and but I want to list out the five main ways you can roll over your 401k or what you can do with it. Um, just so that you know each of the different choices because you might have tuned in and you were catching one of them and I'd already talked about it. So 
wanted to summarize that real quick. Um, so I'm going to do that. But before I do, I want to mention one more time so I don't forget, if you have not requested a free copy of my book, Retirement Planning 101, you can do that at patrickmcnally.com. Free copy. Thank you for listening to the show. We'll get that in your hands. Okay, you've got five basic options when deciding what to do with your 401k. Number one, if your company plan allows it, you could consider annuitizing the benefits. Number two, you could take a lump sum cash distribution. Please don't do that, but you could. Okay, that's number two. Number three, you could keep your 401k at your former employer. If you're completely retired, you could potentially do that. I don't think it's the smartest thing to do. Um, you don't want to leave your life savings somewhere that you are no longer at. So, But that is number three. Number four is if you're still working um, and you're not going into full retirement, you could move your 401k to your new employer and see if they can consolidate that. And if they can't, well, then you can do what's number five, which in my opinion is the best way to do it, is roll it into your own IRA where you retain control, you open up all your options you know, to the unlimited world of investing. And a lot of times what happens is people will have multiple 401ks, like old ones from previous jobs, and they, they don't really know what to do with them. And their new employer won't accept it into their plan, so they're like, I'm stuck. No, roll it into your own IRA. And then even if you, you know, maybe even if you wanted to, you could max out your 401k and then if you got money left over, you could contribute to your IRA. So there's things you can do, but the flexibility you receive with an IRA is, in my opinion, one of the best things you can do. Okay, so this kind of segues into our our action items. And number one action item is deciding what is most important to you when it comes to making this choice. So I gave you all the five choices that you can make. Now you need to take a, a, a step back and go, okay, what is it that I really want? It, it, is choice, you know, is, it, is that important to you? Is flexibility important to you? Maybe you want a guaranteed income. Maybe that annuity thing is important to you. Um, I'm not against annuities. Don't get me wrong. We use them for a lot of our clients when, when they want to create a pension type of payment that's what annuities are designed to do. But you got to remember that they also can restrict you on having access to your funds. So there's good and bad things with annuities. Um, you know, you just got to determine which is going to be good for you. But if you want a guaranteed income, an annuity might be a good way to go. Number two, consider splitting your 401k up into some of these different areas. So you could put some into an annuity. You could put some into your own IRA, you know, with, with stocks and stuff. You can put some of it in the bank. So you can spread these things out. You don't have to just pick one area or one investment to put them in. That's the cool thing. You've got choices. Number three, kind of coming out of the 401k piece, we headed into the mailbag where it talked about some healthy foods. And I'm going to encourage you guys, try new healthy foods. Experiment with different diets and see if your life improves. There were some good examples in there of people changing up their diet and they see, they saw massive health benefits, you know, sicknesses and diseases going away. So I love to hear that stuff. And I will say one more time, I'd love to hear from you. Email me um, at patrick at rlaplan.com. Some of your diet tips and different things you're trying. And because I might have a little fun, I like to try new things and, and learn new things. So, all right, guys, my preview for next show is this. What to do when Social Security cuts your check 
by 20% in 11 years. Yeah, it's coming. So you're not going to want to miss that show. And with that, I'm going to say thank you for listening to Retirement Lifestyles, and I wish you the best in retirement. Have you seen a